With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here on Flow FM, across the Riverina, all the way over to Wentworth, we're speaking about the subject of the Riverina with a guy who's going to put his hand up to run in the seat of Murray at the state election in New South Wales this March. David Landini, welcome to Flow. Uh, thank you very much, Ricky. I'm very, very glad to be here. Give us a bit of a background here about, uh, I've looked at your website, the Riverina State website. Just first of all, what's the website address? Uh, the website is all one word, all lowercase, the Riverina State dot com dot au now it sounds like from what the research you've done there this is a concept that is deeply rooted in australian history the concept of having a separate state on the uh, western side of the great dividing range oh, it certainly is ricky this is not a new idea it's not a new concept at all uh it was first proposed back in the 1860s uh back in the 1860s uh the people back then had really the same problem that we have now uh, in new south wales um, it's, there is a real separation between uh, the people on the west of the Great Dividing Range compared to Sydney, uh, the capital city, of course, and Newcastle, Sydney and Wollongong. Uh, there has always been historically a separation uh, economically. Uh, our, our economies are simply geographically differently located. Uh, most of our produce west of the Great Dividing Range is exported, but exported via Victorian ports or South Australian ports. Very little, uh, particularly in the western areas and southwestern areas, is has any relationship with Sydney at all. So our economic ties have always been not with Sydney. They've always been uh, with the southern states, South Australia and Victoria. Uh, the original settlers into the Riverina area. Most of those originally came up through Victoria, through via the goldfields. Uh, some some original settlers via Sydney, but most not. Um, and culturally, we are much more tied culturally to Victoria and South Australia. Um, the sport, of course, is Australian rules football. Uh, I don't know so much about um, South Australia, but the 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 commonly drank beer is Carlton and Ira Breweries, certainly not any of the New South Wales uh, type beers. And that just indicates the culture that has always been in this area. So it's not a new concept, but the problems have always been the same, a separation between the people west of the Great Dividing Range compared to Sydney. Uh, and as I said before, it was first proposed back in the 1860s. Now, the same problems and the same separation that we had then has, in my opinion, magnified or um, multiplied since then. And the need, the need to separate politically, politically from uh, the, that urban population is more necessary now than, than ever. There's a great deal to talk about there, and I hope the listeners will forgive you and I, David. I'm fascinated by this uh, chapter in history. I gather from the little I understand, it was the squatters and the graziers that headed out in the very early days uh, of settlement by, uh, I guess, European settlers coming to the country was probably the genesis of some of this desire. I mean, there were some pretty tense moments back in the early days of Australian history between those that had settled on the West and what those in Sydney tried to direct them to do. Oh, I think that's right, Ricky. Look, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit limited uh, 
um, with the history, but I've certainly read a lot of articles uh, from the 1860s in my in my research uh, into this. Um, and and look, it is fascinating. It it's from from uh, besides the political issue, it's a it's a very I find it a very interesting part of Australian history. And some of the original petitions and and the uh, images of the original petitions. There's, there was two major petitions back in the 1860s that they're actually on the website. So. Uh, viewers can view those actual images of those actual petitions and they list the problems and the reasons that they wanted to separate and form a separate colony because this was before Federation, of course. Uh, they're all listed there and they're still, they're still relevant today. More, well, I think more relevant uh, today than what they, they were back then. Well, reading anything on the, the political tea leaves, if you look at previous state elections, it looks like there was a sentiment for a bit of independent thinking on the western side of the range where the Shooters, Fishers and Farmers Party had picked up seats, including in the seat of Murray where you uh, want to run. But uh, they've sort of fallen apart. All of their MPs have left the party. Do you see an opening there for the debate about a Riverina state that you're saying you want to reach a fair way north? Yeah, well, look, that. The falling apart of the, the Shooters, Fishers and Farmers uh, Party representation west of the Great Dividing Range, that may well be just a symptom of the problem, the cultural separation that we already have, because the Shooters, Fishers and Farmers originally started as the Shooters and Fishers Party, and that was mainly based on, on the coast, the, the urban area of Sydney and the coast. And then uh, the candidates added uh, farmers onto the name to appeal to more voters uh, west of the Great Dividing Range, and they certainly did appeal to the voters west of the Great Dividing Range. But since then, of course, those three those three shooters, fishers, and farmers members of Parliament have all um, dumped the shooters, fishers, and farmers party, and they're all independents now. Yeah, and this is an intriguing situation. You're looking to jump into it as a candidate in the seat of Murray against Helen Dalton. I mean, first of all, have you got your candidacy uh, details in or are you still uh, getting the compliance under control? Still in the registration process, but that'll be completed uh, by the end of the week. Yeah, and I notice, uh, you know, we talk about Helen Dalton is the incumbent member in the seat of Murray. She's taken, I guess, an even more independent stance against the shooters in leaving that party. She's seeking to be re-elected as an independent. Uh, do you think there's a, a case for independent thinking for the seat of Murray? I, I'm, I'm a little bit careful around... Uh, I like people to think for themselves and vote uh, for what is best for themselves. And at the moment, that is independent. It's a bit of a digression away from uh, the River and State affair business here, but I think it would be detrimental to the welfare of the people uh, in the Riverina and west of the Great Abiding Range to vote for the major parties, for any of the major parties. That includes the National Party, most obviously. It would be very detrimental because it's obvious that the mainstream parties, the National Party, is very, very closely tied to the Liberal Party. They're in coalition. Uh, to form government in New South Wales, you have to gain votes, uh, seats, members of parliament in Sydney, because that's where three quarters of the population and politicians are. Now, but to appeal to those voters in that area, you have to have policies that are detrimental to the people out west of the state. You have to, because they are that different to us. Um, they have to have those type of policies. So the National Party is tied to the Liberal Party. They have to operate detrimentally to us. In my opinion, uh, they, they're resting on their history. The National Party had a long history of representation of country people, but that has been abandoned. The National, and, I, and I'm very critical of the National Party. I was a member of the National Party for a number of years, 
And in a way that helped me realise the abandonment that that party has um, done to the people west of the Great Dividing Range. Now, I know they they throw out gifts every now and then, like the, and, and like the Labor Party, they throw in, well, here's a gift for a, a new hospital or an extension to a hospital or whatever, to a school and that sort of thing. Now, these are worth a million or a few million dollars, and they make a very large song and dance about how we gave you a million dollars. But these same parties are taking out billions of dollars worth of wealth production and jobs at the same time out of the Western areas. They are very, very detrimental. Their policies and those parties are very detrimental to the people in uh, West of the Great Dividing Range. And we're speaking with David Landini. He's the advocate for a separate River Rena state. We'll return to that topic in just a moment. But, David, just tell us a bit more about yourself. Uh, what do you do? Where do you live in the electorate of Murray or in the proximity to it? Yeah, no, I live in the electorate of Murray. I live in a small town called Warcool. Uh, it's an irrigation, historically an irrigation area. It was one of the first irrigation areas areas in New South Wales. I am personally, I'm self-employed. I deal with uh, my client base is farmers, rural producers. So uh, I'm very aware of uh, the problems that farmers have. And those problems that they have are not only limited to farmers. That flows through to my business uh, and and. Like uh, my business and a lot of other rural-based industries, uh, that affects a lot of people in every town within the Riverina. And if you go through any of the towns in the Riverina, except for, uh, say, one or two major bigger towns like Wagga, uh, for example, but all the other small, smaller towns, and when I say small towns, I don't mean uh, small towns, but you can look at uh, Walkerville, for example, Moolamine, Daniloquin, Hay, Finley, Berrigan, uh, Bell Reynolds, um, and pretty well any other town. Now, these towns are all in decline. They're all in population decline. And if you look at uh, the infrastructure within those towns, when I say the infrastructure, the buildings and so forth, they all have the same look about them. There's a lot of unoccupied shop fronts and so forth. Now, that is a symptom of a declining population. And the, the, the decline in population is a symptom of the decline in economic activity. And that decline in economic activity is caused by the policies that are made in Sydney. And yet we're seeing a drive in property prices and a tree change, if you like, of people moving into Wagga. Are we seeing a Sydney effect in Wagga Wagga uh, treating the rest of the western part of the state a bit like it's Sydney? Look, yeah, that is right. Wagga, now it's a very interesting thing. Uh, part of the Riverina State history, there were, there's been two really big movements to form a Riverina State. The first one was based in Hay and Daniloquin back in the 1860s. The second one was based in Wagga uh, back in the 1930s through to 40s. And that was a huge movement to separate from New South Wales back then as a state. Um, now, since since then, and I think this may well be related, I think to placate the, uh, the people back in, in Wagga back in the day, the federal and state government put in a lot of money into Wagga. And and when I say a lot of money, there's the uh, a lot of money with the Kapuka Army Base. That's a huge employer. Uh, the university, Sturt, Charles Sturt University, another a state government-owned enterprise, another huge employer in Wagga. There's also the Air Force Base in Wagga, which is another huge employer, and the Wagga Base Hospital, another huge employer. So a lot of public money has been put into Wagga and I, and I actually do think that was to placate the, uh, the separatist movement in Wagga. But 
that's good for Wagga, but the rest of the state's still being left to hang out to dry, the, yeah. of, the rest of the inland state. We, we're just being left to hang out to dry. Well, intriguingly, even in Wagga itself, and maybe partly the reason all of that money's being spent there is because the seat's now held by an independent after, a let's just say, a cloud of corruption surrounding the former coalition MP there. Yeah, well, that's, uh, a lot of that money was there before that, but um, Wagga, of course, the, the, that cloud of corruption, that was absolutely disgraceful. And, and the National Party and the Liberal Party uh, both uh, were punished accordingly, and deservedly so. Now, David, just before we go, because we're talking about your Riverina state concept, you're running in the seat of Murray in the state election come March, but for our Victorian listeners in the northern parts of, and even northwestern parts of the Mallee, the Wimmera, out to Mildura and beyond that, uh, you, the boundaries, as I understand it, you're drawing for a potential separate state would reach fairly deeply down into Victoria, which was something uh, now former MP Tim Quilty in the upper house in Victoria was advocating as well. That's, that's right, Ricky. Look, at the, at the first public meeting uh, that was held for a river in a state, we, and that was held in Barham at the Barham Hotel, uh, there were a couple of young men from Victoria, and they immediately said, and they're quite right, they said Victoria should be part of this as well, because Victoria has exactly the same problems that New South Wales has. Exactly the same. There's a, an urban domination uh, and an increasing urban domination, and the, the detrimental consequences that come of that, particularly the degradation of the irrigation industry, which is a huge industry, industry in northern Victoria, but also around Mildura and those areas there. And I was, uh, and I thought, personally, I thought really Victoria should be part of this, but these Victorian people said exactly the same thing. So look, I'm here to look after every, to everybody because we have the same problem. And there's a significant amount of uh, support from people in northern Victoria to. Uh, be a part of a river in a state, and actually separate from urban Victoria. And I'll even and I'll, 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 I'll even extend that to the Riverland of um, South Australia, because we all have a very very similar problem. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I you grew up in the Riverland, David, and uh, in South Australia. And there was an April Fool's joke was run one year by a media outlet saying that there was a proposal to move the Victorian border <laughs> further across into South Australia. It actually drew a fair bit of interest on a genuine level from locals. It's exactly right, Ricky. And look, we had a, a meeting at uh, one of the... I, tend, I, I addressed a, a farmers' meeting at Walkool, one, uh, the uh, Walkool Landholders Association, and one of the landholders there said, what we should do is join South Australia. <laughs> Which, because we, we've all got the same problem. It's, it's really... There's a real, it's, there's a real water-based problem, and South, we're all in the same boat. When he said South Australia, he, I don't think he meant Adelaide so, so much, but extend the whole thing in that way as well. Yeah, I dare say your Riverina state could um, start where the metro buses stop <laughs> in all three states. Exactly right, and that's been a comment that's been made. We should just uh, cut off just cut off all, all those areas in uh, Newcastle, Sydney and Wollongong. And by the way, there's a bit of a, a, bit of a, a, a joke in New South Wales. NSW is reputedly stands for New South Wales, but in reality it does stand for Newcastle, Sydney and Wollongong. And and it has been stated that what we should do is just cut, cut the Newcastle City and Wollongong, Wollongong off and just have a, a state minus those. And, and that's, uh, that's, that's, that's an interesting concept too. Yeah. And look, South Australia is probably exactly the same. Yeah, that's why this conversation is of interest to our network across the three states. David Landini is uh, going to run in the seat of Murray in the New South Wales state election in March. A fascinating conversation about a riverina state west of the Great Divide. Thanks so much for joining us today on Flow. No, great, Ricky, and thank you for the invitation. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.